Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Unstoppable Dad Project. Appreciate you taking the time out of your week to have a listen to this little podcast that we have going on here. Before I get into it, as always, I have a few things to ask you, a few favors to ask. Please make sure you are subscribed on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this on, Apple, Spotify, Google. We are on all the podcast platforms and make sure that you are following us on the socials. So at The Unstoppable Dad on Instagram, The Unstoppable Dad Project on Facebook. And that way you can be notified whenever we drop a new podcast episode or whenever we have a new program that we release. So thank you again for joining us. Those of you that are new here, welcome. And those of you that continue to share this around with people and help us grow this podcast, I am eternally grateful for your support, for the messages that come through. The growth that we continue to see or I continue to see with this podcast is absolutely amazing. And I am blown away by the messages of support, um, the feedback that I get from people and everything that has come with putting this little 20 minute podcast together every week or almost every week for the last 18 months. So thank you again. And please make sure that you can help us continue to grow this podcast by sharing it around, subscribing, following us on the socials because that's going to help us get into more ears of people that hopefully find some value from what it is that we are doing here. So today I'm going to talk about intent. So the title of the show is Intent Matters because, and I'm going to talk about this from a training context, right? But I believe that intent actually matters for a whole bunch of things. And there are actually a lot of ways you can look at that word. But when it comes to training, and the reason for this is I was having a conversation with uh, a friend of mine at Jiu-Jitsu the other week, and we were talking about specific training or specific strength and conditioning training for Jiu-Jitsu. Those of you that have been around me in the strength and conditioning space know um, I don't believe in the word sport-specific strength and conditioning or the phrase sport-specific training when it comes to the work you do in the gym. I think that the sport-specific training that you do is what what you do in your sport. So if it's football, it is going around, it is throwing passes, it is catching the ball, it is doing the kicks. If it's something like jiu-jitsu, it's actually getting the time on the mats. Like that is your sport-specific training. What you do in the gym is should always be designed to complement whatever sport that you do. It shouldn't ever detract from the, what you do. Now, in saying that, when you first start doing something, there are going to be a lot of variables that are going to come into a play, come into play as to how it affects your training and what stimulus you're looking to get out of it. And I think the intent of the training needs to be nailed down before you get to the point where you start doing something. Because if you don't, if you don't have an intent with what you are trying to get out of not just the training as a whole, but each session, and then even dialing it down to each movement, it's not that you're wasting your time because, and again, there are a whole bunch of things. This is why I always preach context, right? Like if you've listened to this for long enough, you will know when I sound like a broken record, probably if you've listened to me or you've been around me for long enough, where context matters. Like there's always a but or there's always needs to be more questions asked in order to get the context around the advice that we are given, giving to that particular, giving to you as an individual, giving to anybody else as a person when it comes to anything in life. 
It doesn't matter whether we're talking about strength and conditioning. It doesn't matter whether we're talking about things like nutrition. It doesn't matter whether we're even talking about life advice or financial advice. Like there are going to be some frameworks and some structures that are going to be universal, but those frameworks and structures that, that we're going to give people are going to be context driven, should be context driven. I don't believe that they should be this one great big net that gets casted over everybody and this is going to work for you regardless of circumstances, regardless of outcomes and regardless of goals. We need context and we need to know what the intent of what we're doing is. So I digress for a couple of minutes, kind of, but we're going to get back on back on track here. So let's talk about like why intent matters when it comes to your training. And especially if you're using your training as a vehicle to do other things. And within the context of the Unstoppable Dad Project, I've got quite a few people that I work with that are that use their training to complement other sports, whether it be things like jujitsu, whether it just be going around and playing some park footy with their mates on a weeknight, like Oztag, things like that. Like the training that they're using they're using their training to complement those those activities that they enjoy doing because we know that by doing some form of strength work or structured training outside of that activity, we're going to be able to, number one, perform better in that activity, but also, number two, we're going to be able to do that activity for longer. So the strength work or the, or the work that I do with them is very context-driven. It's individualized to that person based off firstly this individual set of circumstances and secondly the sport that they're trying to look at look at doing or they're trying to apply that training to uh, and we do that in a way where we're trying to reduce the risk of injury and we're trying to make sure that yes they can perform better but for most people that I'm working with when we're talking about people you know in their late 20s 30s 40s we're trying to basically keep them as healthy as possible and make sure that they can do the things that they can enjoy for longer and realistically even if we're not trying to do a sport the people the other people that we're working with they are using their training as a vehicle to live a more fulfilled life to try and help reclaim that athleticism so they can run around with the kids better and do things with their family at a higher level so we want to make sure that when we're doing that training and we're providing that program we're not providing it in a way where they're sore for weeks and weeks on end and it's detracting from what the main goal is so driving that back to intent this is why intent matters what is the intent that we are performing this program at so we know what the outcome is that we're trying to get like why does why are we doing that because knowing the intent is going to help give us the how it's going to help piece together the steps that we need to do in order to move ourselves forward to get closer to our goals so intent and goal really do tie in together very, very closely. And then if we break that down to the point where we start talking about actual movements that we're doing within our training sessions, right? The way you do something matters, okay? So the way you do, let's take a squat, for example, because a squat is an example that I use quite a lot. And it's something that I think can be misunderstood because 
you can do a squat quite a number of different ways to give your body a completely different stimulus from the point of view of the way you set up your feet. So the width of your feet, whether toes are out, toes are forward, how the range of motion that you use, all those things are going to be context dependent based off you. Say, for example, and a really common one that I come across is people trying to get the crease of the hip below the top of the knee because once upon a time, somebody's come up with this imaginary line that runs from the top of our knee where we need to get our hip below, the crease of our hip below that. Now, I'm a big believer in trying to get joints to move through a full range of motion. And maybe a squat is a way where some people are able to do that. Maybe that range of motion is ideal for some people. But for others, it's not. Depending on your age, depending on your injury history, depending on your height, somebody who's quite tall may not be able to get to that imaginary range of motion because if we drive them down so low, not only are they going to get themselves into a bad position, so that lumbar spine starts curving out, those hips turn back towards the heels, and they're in a bad position, especially if they're loaded in a back squat with the squat load. And now there are other movements that we can look to do, but I'm using this one as an example, right? Not only is that the, that a problem, but if they're quite tall, they might fall over if we try to drive them so low. So range of motion is going to matter for that person. Like that's one variable. The way we set up our, our stance width, like all these things are going to matter. The other things that are going to matter in that, and this is the intent of the movement, like what are we trying to get out of this movement by doing it? The other things that are going to matter are how are we do like how are we programming it so sets and reps like what are we trying to achieve with this and the other th- and another thing is like speed how fast are we doing the movement we need to know what we're trying to achieve in order to give us an intent from what we are trying to get out of not only the movement but then the session and then also the program as a whole like intent matters when it comes to these things and you're building out your program and the more variables you start to add in and when i say variables i'm talking Talking about from an external standpoint. So if I'm starting to, if I'm doing a program and I'm using jujitsu as an example a lot because this is the conversation I had and what's kind of sparked this topic for the podcast. If I'm doing that for jujitsu, okay, then session timing is going to be another thing. Do I do it before I do my jujitsu session or do I do it afterwards? Like all these things matter. And then from there, we need to look at the individual. What set of circumstances are they working towards? If it is that particular example, how long have they been doing jiu-jitsu for? Are they a brand new white belt who's looking to do something to hopefully help them on the mats? Are they somebody who's a brown belt or a black belt who has been doing it for quite a while and has a good base level of knowledge around? Like these things matter when we're giving out that advice. Like, and this is why... I am a big, big advocate in context-based training and context-based programs because when it comes to a very a very blanket program, all these things need to be taken into consideration to give you the best bang for your buck when it comes to a training program. Because if you are using a cookie-cutter program, if you are using something that is not necessarily set out for your particular set of circumstances, it may work for you. You may be one of the people that fit into the archetype that they're trying to deliver that particular program to. But for the vast majority of people, it's like trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. 
the more you do it, the more frustrated you're going to get with it, which is going to lead to other issues down the road. So intent matters when it comes to the overarching delivery of any program, when it comes to the overarching delivery of any session. But then also, what are we trying to get out of the movement? I'm going to drill right down into the actual movement itself because even the way, if you take out the sets and reps, you take out the setup, the mechanics of the movement, you take out those things, right? Let's say we've got that stuff all dialed in. Someone is delivering you a program, they've written the sets and reps, they've worked out the schedule and they've ticked all those boxes that we've just talked about when it comes to uh, what would be the best way to describe it, the mechanics of the structure of the whole program and the session. So that's all taken care of, right? They understand all these things. Well, then within the session itself, how we're doing the movement actually matters. Let's say, for example, if you want to get faster and there's a whole bunch of ways we can do this, but in order to get faster, you need to move fast. So if you're doing a movement, say for a back example, a back squat, and I'm, I'm, using the, I'm trying to use common movements all the way through so I'm not jumping around too much because I have a bad habit when I talk about this stuff of jumping from different, con, different, uh, different ideas and it, confu- it does confuse some people. But if I want to get faster and I'm doing a back squat, I need to move that weight quickly. The only way you're going to get fast is to move fast. It's the same with sprinting. If you are trying to get faster like you're trying to sprint faster, Doing a 10-kilometer run is not going to make you fast. Doing slow grinding reps on a back squat is not going to make you fast. Okay, now we can get into an argument about or get into a debate about like what's the ceiling for getting people faster? How many times a week do you need to train? Like all these things, are these are variables. These are mechanics, but let's say that's all taken care of. If you are training for speed, so you are training to get faster, Maxing out and doing slow grinding repetitions on the movement are not going to get you to your end goal. So the intent of how you're doing the movement matters. If you want to get stronger, you have to train heavy. If you're doing, if you are not, you know, struggling to lift that last rep, and I'm not necessarily talking about going to failure, but let's say you're doing a set of three and you get through that third rep easier you're not really pushing the top end of what you need to do in order to get stronger. So the way you do the movement and the way you do that thing matters as to what outcome and what stimulus you're going to provide for yourself in order to do that particular movement. Like you need to make sure that you are doing it with context in mind. The intent of how you do things always, always, always matters. It doesn't matter and you can drill down at each individual level that we talk about when we're building out a training program for someone as to why it does matter, whether it be the intent of why we're training in the first place. What do we want to get out of this? And then from there, it's like, okay, the intent of each individual session that we do, what are we trying to get out of this particular session? And you don't have to have, if you're doing three training sessions in a week, the intent doesn't have to be different from one to the other. It can be the same. It can be different. Again, context matters when it comes to this stuff. And then the intent of each movement selected. Why are we doing this? What is the intent of selecting this movement? 
And then from there, the way we do it, the way we perform it, the way we set up for it, what are we trying to get out of this? What is the intent for this? So each of those levels, it it pays to know because by us knowing, it can then give us the how, it can give us the mechanics of how we do it. And the way you get those mechanics is through trial and error sometimes trying a couple of things and going hey that didn't work for me this isn't giving me the result that i wanted out of it so i have to adjust my approach or the other way is and this is a bit of a sell there you get somebody like myself who's worked with thousands of other people some of whom will have been in the same situation as you and or maybe it's myself actually going through that same process to get there and taking that trial and error out for you so that we can deliver you with something that is context specific to you rather than something that is just a cookie cutter program that we really have no idea is going to work for you or not so intent matters it matters how you do things, it matters why you do things, it matters when you do things. All these things are going to factor in and the only way you are going to know whether it's right for you is to actually do it for a while or work with somebody who knows. And when I say, I don't mean they think they know, like they know that it's going to work for you because it's a really interesting conversation and it's something that really is probably gonna take longer than 20 minutes to really drill down on each individual level But what I wanted to go over is just a really broad overview on why it matters and get you thinking about if this is something that you're either thinking of stepping into or maybe you're doing it now and you're feeling like it's not a good fit. Look at it on all those levels and think to yourself like, what am I trying to get out of this? What is the intent of doing this? And not just the overarching intent, but drilling down to each individual level. What's the intent of this session? What's the intent of this movement? Because if you get to a point where something doesn't align with the intended intent, I don't know whether that's a that's a saying or that's a phrase. I anyway, if you you if you uh, if you move away from that, you're probably you're not necessarily wasting your time, but you're not going to get the result that you want. You need to understand the intent because the intent will give you the how. And getting the how right will give you a quicker path to the result that you are trying to achieve. All right. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you've actually thought about that when it comes to your training or whether that actually applies to any other aspect in your life. Because when I was thinking about this and I was putting together my notes for the podcast, I I could see how this would actually matter to things outside of training. I obviously chose to speak on training because that's my area of expertise, but I can see how this can translate to a lot of other areas and a lot of other aspects of your life. All right. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you followed us on the socials. Thanks as always for your support and I will talk to you next week. Goodbye.